Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your host today with my co-hosts, April and Paul. Sorry for the delayed reaction there. We were giving you a chance to grab your coffee cup because we're going to talk about a specific scripture today. We're going to talk about Galatians 5, 1 through 6. And the reason, you know, April and I was chatting and earlier I was talking to Paul about the importance right. Obviously, you know, we're all about freedom, right? We're always talking freedom. And I want to be able to take a, a little bit of scripture and unpack it and have some very quality discussion on it. So get this out to your friends, family, co-workers. I am honored with my two co-hosts today, April Metzler and Paul Yavaro. Give it up for them. I absolutely love these people. We're coming to you live. I'm coming from the Nashville, Tennessee area. April's coming to you from Oklahoma and Paul's coming to you from Colorado. So we've kind of got a little bit of the spread across the, the states. <laughs> and we're going to talk to you about the power of his word, whose word, the word of Jesus Christ. Um, and, and today, the words of Paul, the Apostle Paul out of Galatians. But we are excited about this topic because it is for freedom. He set us free. Today is Friday, Freedom Friday, but it's also the Friday before the 4th of July. So I'm just going to uh, kick it off with Paul first. And I want to ask you a question, Paul. When it comes around the 4th of July and everybody's talking about freedom, what is your thoughts on that? What is your thoughts on freedom in general? Um, freedom is, is uh, a fight. Um, you have to fight for your freedom, um, even in the, uh, especially in the body. Um, and what I mean by that is we don't, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we also have to stand. We also have to fight for our freedom within ourselves because we have to take action. Uh, taking action within ourselves to gain that freedom and keep the freedom um, within our own mindset. Now, the sun sets it's free. I get all that. However, we have to keep our mindset free to understand that we are able to combat every single principality that comes against us instead of just sitting waiting <laughs> for the prayer to be answered, which it, it is answered by God giving us the power, the authority, and the might to be able to get to that freedom. So that's what thoughts come into mind. And it also relates to the physical country freedom. We have to fight. And, you know, there's, there's, there's military out there that are fighting for this freedom. And I don't take that for granted. So that's, that's my thoughts in a nutshell. I love that because you're right. You know, it is, we do not war against flesh and blood, but in the net in the spiritual realm, you know, we're taking authority over the rulers and wicked places and all that. But in the natural, you know, we, we do have to do some things to gain our freedom maintain our freedom and walk it out because Christ made it available to us. And so for those of you watching, happy 4th of July weekend. We're talking about freedom in Christ. And we're going to be talking about this topic for a long time because it's incredibly important because I have done, I've tried to do freedom in my own strength and it doesn't work. So April, what are your thoughts on freedom this morning? Well, uh, I am in line with uh, what Paul's talking about as far as our freedom in ourself and freedom. Uh, it's like freedom within and freedom without is how I heard him when he was talking. I mean, there's two facets to that. And what does that look like in action? You know, when we're partnering with God through Jesus Christ and his blood to be victorious and, you know, and how do we even get to that point of understanding? Well, we've got to partner with the Holy Spirit that's within us and abiding with us. And so there's this whole moving big picture facet of how all these pieces move together. And I just can't wait to talk about it with y'all. It's going to be good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And with that being said, that is so good. I'm going to ask uh, April to kick us off with a scripture reading because you can tell by looking at us, she's the youngest. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're thinking that she doesn't have to break out her reading glasses this morning. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, girl. She got those beautiful young eyes. So we're going to let her read our scriptures. Good morning uh, to those of you logging on. If you are watching this on Facebook, Bears, uh, Periscope, no longer Periscope, sorry, perhaps any of the other platforms, please share this out with your friends and family. Also, if you're watching this on Creative Motion Network, I just want to tell you, this is a broadcast you don't want to miss. So there's all kinds of good stuff coming down the pike. So I absolutely love these peeps. So kick it off April with Galatians 5, 1 through 6. Yes, ma'am. So I'm reading out of the NASB translation for anybody that is needing a reference for that. And it says, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. And I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. You have been severed from Christ, you who are seeking to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit, by faith, are waiting for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, I'm tongue twisted there, means anything but faith working through love. Ooh, come on. I love that, love that, love that. And for those of you, before we started the broadcast, April and I was talking about the Passion Translation. I just want to read you 5-1, okay, in the Passion Translation, because I like the way it says refuse to go back, because we can choose to go back. The Old Testament tells us, will a dog return to its vomit? We can choose to go back and, and just throw away our freedom. But it says in 5-1 in the Passion Translation, it says, as, as uh, at last, we have freedom. At last, free at last. And then it goes on and says, for Christ has set us free. We must always cherish his truth, oh, this truth, and firmly refuse to go back to the bondage of our past. Think about that. Firmly refuse to go back to the bondage of our past. So, man, this is some good scripture reference today. So we're going to kick it off with you, Paul. Uh, talk to us about your thoughts on Galatians 5, 1 through 6. Well, you know, I am uh, I, I'm, I am going to go to the message because the message says, it, yes. you know, these are all so good translations, right? Christ has set us free to live a free life. Ooh. So take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. I Come am on. emphatic about this. The moment any one of you submits to circumcision or any other rule, rule keeping system at the same moment, Christ's hard won gift of freedom is squandered. Boom shaka. That right there ought to slap you in the face. I repeat my warning. The person who accepts the ways of circumcisions trades all the advantages of the free life in Christ for the obligations of the slave life of the law. I suspect you would never intend this, but this is what happens. When you attempt to live by your own religious plans and projects, which is my lane right there, baby, you are cut off from Christ. You fall out of grace. Meanwhile, we expectantly wait for a satisfying relationship with the Spirit. For in Christ, neither our most conscientious religion nor disregard of religion amounts to anything. What matters is something far more, in, more interior, faith expressed in love. Listen, <laughs> this is truth right here. Like everything I was saying earlier is about standing for something. We have to stand for something and never, uh, never again letting anyone put a harness of slavery on you. We have been freed. 
right? We have been free yeah. whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So Paul is saying, listen, stop going back to the old way, the old tradition, right? So Jewish law, Jewish covenant, they have high holidays, all of that. Cool. Do your thing. However, if you're living by spirit, none of that is going to know the spirit of God. It's not going to take away from the spirit of God. The spirit came when Jesus left. He said, I leave the comforter so that he will lead you into all truth, all truth. Yeah. Right. And so all that truth is everything from the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit checks us and we understand not getting into this legalism of, oh my God, I miss church Sunday. Oh my God, I'm such a sinner. No, dude, relax, relax. Get into the word. We're having church right now. Get into the word, pray, love each other and have faith. Everything else is commentary. Boom shaka. That's all I got for right now. Boom shaka is right on it, okay? I absolutely love that. And I would agree with that 100% because there are so many times. And, and for those of you that did not catch the broadcast from last week, um, you know, Paul and I talked about the importance between the difference between religion and relationship and religion says you have to relationship. You want to, you desire to, you get to, I mean, it's a completely different playing field. And we're not saying that it's that spiritual disciplines are incredibly important. What we're doing right now is a spiritual discipline. We are getting into the word of God. And there are so many different ways that we can do that. But when we get so bound up with our agenda that we forget to be led by the Holy Spirit, we are doing a major disservice, not only to our relationship with the Lord, but to those that we serve, because we don't want to be so like, I can remember having a checks box mentality. When I became a Christian, people told me, Hey, first you do this and then you do this and then you do this and then you do this. And it's like some magic formula. Now I'm not saying that those things are not important, but when we go into it with the mindset of bondage instead of freedom. And so it gets really complicated. So that was a great broadcast. If you did not catch it, go back and check it out. It is available on the YouTube channel under keys to your best life. So, okay. So April. We love having April with us. She is so fun and adds such a great mix to all of this. So your thoughts uh, on freedom, you know, uh, when, whenever I told you, hey, we're going to talk about freedom today, what was the first thing that jumped into your spirit? <laughs> well, a relationship, actually. I just did a broadcast on my podcast for the first time, a first solo episode, and I literally just broke this down just <laughs> last about relationship with God and what that really truly looked like in action and the process um, in Jesus, because you, you told me freedom in Christ was just on your heart today. So um, that whole process of becoming in him and what that looked like in action is what my mind just immediately deposited. It was just like, yes, that part. So what does it look like to actually die to self? Because that's really what we're dealing with right now is talking about how about we don't go by the old archaic way. And the scripture that comes up is is talking about being a new creature, new creation in Jesus Christ. And what does that really look like in action? Well, we have to to be with him in the whole process. We have to from start to finish um, really accept the fact that that we were supposed to be the ones that, you know, was betrayed with a kiss. We were supposed to be the ones that walked that walk, you know, up and 
upon Calvary and died on that cross. And ultimately, that's what that whole thing is. And if we understand that we were the ones that were supposed to be in that place and he took our place instead, then um, uh, it's easier to connect the dot of of dying in in him, you know, like being buried and brought back to life, you know, born again, alive in Christ to really understand that we are seated with him in heavenly places because we are now through that process made co-heirs with Jesus Christ as a child of God and we are in the kingdom. And so it helps to connect the dots, but that's my thoughts. Wow, that is so good. And I love every little morsel of it. It is amazing. You know, cracks me up whenever. um, And and if you have said this, y'all, I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying um, we we come to faith by glory. We're just constantly being unlayered and more the depths of the scripture being revealed to us. And I can remember years ago before I was a Christian and I was attending church and people would say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Yes, we all have sinned. You know, the Bible says that we all fall short of the glory and we've all sinned. But whenever you become uh, walking with the Lord and you have a born again experience and you walk in freedom that Jesus died for. And that's what April and Paul's talking about. It is for freedom. He set us free. And so we have to be careful. We are redeemed. We are redeemed. The Bible says, let the redeemed say so. We are the redeemed. So if we are constantly sin conscious, and I'm not talking about not being aware of our sin, because we need to be doing that checkup from the neck up all the time. What are we thinking about? What are we looking about at? What, how are we responding? Are we walking in, in the truth? Are we walking in love? But if we are constantly, well, it, you know, yeah, I'm just a sinner and having a license to sin because we have got an epidemic of what is called like the extended grace. Uh, some will call it the slippery grace movement where anything goes and you can do what you want. And the Bible is very clear that it's 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 not about doing. It's about being. It's about being a child of God. It's about growing in his word. It's about beginning uh, shaking off the chains of the circumstances that have bound you. So when we talk about the freedom piece, we're talking about not freedom in our own ability. Now, I am not bashing any type of self-help. I believe in uh, personal development. I think that we all need it. There are a lot of biblical people out there that we can follow that teaches us about leadership, teaches us about, you know, uh, growing personally and so forth. But the ultimate, the ultimate is right here, right here, right here in the scriptures is the ultimate uh, direction for our life and for our freedom walk. And if we don't get into this and if we don't dissect this thing and, and, and really chew on it, we won't get a revelation. We will continue to be like babies with the milk, with the milk bottle in our mouth, and we will never get the deep food and we won't grow in our freedom. So we can discern and not beat ourselves up. Like Paul said, you know, like if, okay, you had a commitment, something happened, you, you know, you missed church. You're not like, oh, wicked sinner at me. I'm, you know, a type of thing. You're walking in the freedom that Jesus died for. So anyway, I'm just rambling this morning because I'm so excited about this topic. I love it, love it, love it. And you will hear more about it as the week's come. So Paul, for someone watching this today, that is, uh, yes, study to show them self-approved, whoever that is on Facebook. um, Thank you. That is absolutely true. That's what, you know, Timmy and yeah, young, 
Apostle Paul told young Timothy, not only to study, show yourself approved, but wage a good warfare over the words that have been spoken over you. And those words that have been spoken over you can be the written word of God, where he says what you who you are in Christ. But it also can be the prophetic words that have been spoken over your life to stand in agreement and stand firmly. The Bible says when we've done all else, stand. So we're all still standing here. But Paul, someone out there today that is maybe struggling um, you know, I'm going uh, Sunday as long as the Lord willing and everything works out. I have a friend of mine that's celebrating 10 years of sobriety and uh, you know, she got a DUI on the 4th of July 10 years ago. And it was a it was a wake up call for her. She went to jail and so forth. And so we're celebrating her 10th year. Whoop, whoop. OK, so you understand uh, because I've set free ministries, you understand bondage from drug addiction. If someone is watching this today and they're going, wait a minute, what are they talking about? I want to be free. What would you say to that person, Paul? Man, what I would say to the person, um, give your life to Christ. Number <laughs> one, um, it's not what you think. Because what I thought was if I give my life to Christ and I've got to be this perfect churchy person. And I, I walked that, that, that lane out for a few years and that didn't help. It really truly didn't help until I understood what Christ's love meant. And when I understood, you know what, I can fail. And I know that I don't have to, um, you know, rebathe myself. All I've got to do is come back to Christ and say, Lord, forgive me. I've, I've made a mistake. That's the freedom that, that Christ is talking about. When Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, this is what he's talking about. He's not talking about exhaustion from work. He's not talking about all of that. He's talking about all those things that burden you, all the traditions that you think are going to save you. Come to me and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My yoke is light. Why? Because it's called grace. And so all of this, well, you have to do this and you got to do this and you got to be better and da, 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 da. No, you've got to. You've got to read the word to really, truly find his love. And yeah. I think that's where the major disconnect is from man and God, because they, they, they haven't been shown love. And it's hard to understand and accept love when you've, when you've had this snapshot. I hear I, I'm, I'm always constantly talking about the snapshots of life. When you have this snapshot of life of what looks like. You don't want to go to a savior that you can't see to receive the same tainted love that you've got in your whole life. Mm -hmm. But when you really, truly just give it to, to God and it's a process, it's a process. But the very first thing is Jesus said it this way. And I've said this for years, even when I used to work the altar, listen, there's no sinner's prayer. So whatever someone tells you that there is a sinner's prayer for me, there, there's no sinner's prayer in the Bible. However, the Bible does say, confess with your tongue that he is your Lord and Savior. And so what I've told people at the altar is this. What do you want Christ to do for you right now? What is your greatest need? Because what did Jesus say? What do you want me to do for you? What kind of miracle do you need right now? And when, when I would give them that within a week's time, they would come back. He answered my prayer. Boom, shaka. Now they're serving God right? Because of what he's already done for them. And then through that, it's the process, right? I'm not saying that's the right or wrong way to do it, but I've seen deliverance happen at that altar and then helping them walk out their freedom saying, okay, here's how you walk out the grace. Here's how you walk out the freedom. Here's, here's the tools that you need 
in order to stay free. You follow what I'm saying? And so that's what I would say to that person who's challenged, who's struggling, saying, you know what? I know that my life has to change. I just don't know how. Mm. Listen, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to get to that altar. It's a struggle to even say the prayer. I'm a sinner. I don't know what I'm doing. And that's okay. If you just talk to him, I believe in those moments that that Christ comes down and he pulls you out of that miry clay because you're making an interaction with him, just like April was saying earlier about relationship. So that's what I, I, I would say to somebody. Wow, that's so good. And I hope whoever's watching today takes heed to that because it is a process. And we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about progressing in our walk with the Lord because things that, uh, you know, Paul might have done five years ago, he wouldn't even think about doing now. Why? Not because, you know, uh, of any reason outside of the fact that he loves Jesus more than he loves sin. And when you do that, when you fall in love with Jesus, you want to, the, the scriptures tell us that if you love me, you'll obey me. Another reference would be like, if you love me, then uh, follow my commandments, you know? And and we know that walking with the Lord, people think, oh, it's going to be so hard. I'm going to have to give up all of my stuff. What are you hanging on to that is so important? What chains are you, you know, clinging to? Uh, because what you think is your freedom is not freedom. I have people all the time tell me, well, I get to do whatever I want. And, um, and it, you know, they, it's like they want to be able to come in and have this whole mindset of, um, you know, well, he's wanting to change my life and I don't want to give these things up. What about your sin? Do you not want to give up? I'm just saying he does want to change your life for the better. You know, it's like I said, you get to, you don't have to. And thank you, April, for putting those up there because it is so important. I love what some of the people in the broadcast are saying. Um, I'm so excited. This anonymous uh, Facebook user says their daughter is celebrating 12 years of sobriety. Praise be to God. Thank you for sharing that with us. It is for freedom. He set us free. And that's why we're talking about that this weekend. And someone else here said that uh, that same person said, I don't have, uh, you don't have to jump through the hoops. And that's, that's what happens. Okay. That is what happens when we are constantly striving and trying to do good, you know, and trying to live up to the law, you know, Jesus came to fulfill the law, you know? And so we, when we lean into him, we are, we're going to grow. So April words of encouragement for someone out there who feels like they're in bondage today and they're thinking, what, what can I do? What is it? You know? And I know Paul gave a really good overall view of that, but just speak to that a little bit. <laughs> well, I have learned in my walk that, uh, and this is just some really recent meditation um, when I'm sitting here saying, what does it mean, Lord, to, you know, as I am, so are you when you say that to me, because <laughs> it makes no sense. What does it mean, you know, in the carnal mind, <laughs> in your in your flesh mind, you're like, wait, what? What is that? What? What? And then this whole abiding thing, and you hear that talked about in church and stuff. And But what does it mean for the Holy Spirit to be in me? What does it mean for Jesus Christ, you know, to to ask him to be the king of my heart? You know, what does it mean to to operate in these heavenly places? All this all this uh, moving big picture stuff. And so in that meditation, though, I came into this like just deposit. So the world says that we are to, you know, discover who we are and go on this journey, go on this adventure to find out who we are. And the Bible says that he formed us 
before he he knit us into our mother's womb. He we were with him before all of that. So that means it wasn't in the flesh; it was in the spirit. When we are spirit, and those who worship God must worship Him in spirit and truth. And so, if we could just figure out who we were, and I guess ultimately our whole entire being's identity before the world has it had its impact on us, then it's not discovering necessarily who you are, what your calling is and purpose and all that jazz. It's remembering, mm-hmm. remembering it's either it's, it's taking all of this stuff, putting it over here in this bucket and saying all this stuff I know to date before Jesus was my, the identity I had in this world. But what is my identity now as a new creation. And it says the original root word in the um, original text is actually tied to um, being regenerated. And what does regenerated mean? I looked it up while you guys were talking because I got so excited, of course, because I like words. But um, the science stuff is actually, it says regrown or having new and more vigorous life, especially in economic terms to be revived, reformed or reborn, especially in a spiritual or moral sense. Uh, And then it also says uh, to replace lost or injured tissue. Mm. And so these things, I mean, if you really think about it, it's like all this old stuff, all the old has passed away and the new has come. What is the new? And so I just encourage you to look and do one one thing. This is what John did in the Revelations, and, and it made all of the difference and actually helped him write Revelations, right? He, it got him to the place in relationship with God to, to learn and see these things for real, right? And it says in the passage, it says that, that John turned. That's it. He turned. It's one verb. He turned to God, turned his attention, turned his focus. And I think that's really what Paul is really talking about. Like, we just need to turn to him, come yes. to him, turn. It's that simple. It's that easy. And in that, that relationship starts from that moment. Yes. Glory to God. And turning from is is repentance. You know, the true meaning of repenting, uh, you know, like Paul was talking about at that altar experience. You know, if you cheat on your spouse, someone doesn't have to tell you, okay, this is how you apologize to your wife. You know how to apologize to your wife. You go to the Lord, you make amends, you repent, which means to turn from, and then you start to, to live out the Christian life. Is it easy? Is it easy, you guys? You think it's easy? It's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. All the work that it takes is totally worth it. But it's surrendered work and it's the work of the cross that starts to take place and regenerate us. So thank you for pointing that out, April. That is so good. I love the meaning of that word. And listen, I want you guys, if you're not already following, you know, Paul Yabarro, go to setfree.net. No, wait, tell them, Paul. You can go to setfreelife.net and all my platforms are there. Uh, you can also go to my link tree that's attached to that as well. Um, this has been awesome. I am about to jump off. I love you guys. This yes. has been so amazing. Thank you so much, Maggie and April and everyone who's watching. Listen, just give your give your heart to Christ and he will take you through the journey. Amen. Amen. Bye, Paul. We're logging off as well. So thank you, April. Uh, you guys can follow April on aprilmessler.com. Is that right? 
AprilDMetzler.com. <laughs> Dmetzler. I'm leaving out his life and I'm leaving out your D. So I'm just going to leave it to y'all. We'll put it in the chat stream. And for those of you that are want to continue on this chat with us, we are here the first and the third Friday of every month. And we're talking about freedom topics and we're going deeper and deeper into what does it mean to be free? And so we started in Galatians today because it's the 4th of July and everyone's talking about freedom. And uh, I just felt very led to hang out there in the scriptures this morning. So thank you so much, y'all. We will be back right here next time. Bye-bye.